0: We are geek centric and you can be too.
1: What's up, geeks, and welcome back to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Justin, and today, we're doing something different. We'll be giving you our thoughts on not one, but three different movies that have released over the past month, which I'm dubbing a Rapid Review. But before we get to that, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly podcast covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys, collectibles, and of course, all things geek centric. Joining me for today's episode, as always, we have the King Kong of Spending, Nate Shelton, and <laughs> the ice cold hockey nut kevin hudson oh yeah what baby. is up, boys you know if, if i ever went to japan
0: i absolutely would topple all the buildings but it would only be because i'm holding so much merchandise
1: that i, I would but fall right to japan the you're godzilla let's just be clear king kong is more of a america north american okay thing. all right all right, it, all right it is true though when you're walking around those
2: conventions or whatever you do gain about two feet in height with just the stuff you're carrying yeah. in your
1: arms so absolutely <laughs> guys doing well yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Relax. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Vaccines yeah. all Relaxing. lined up for everyone here. Yeah. Are we got va- do you have any vaccines lined up?
2: As the as the old man in the house, I go Friday, so oh I guess I'll have had it by the time this airs. So Yes,
1: you will have gotten so it. So I'll be Nate, I'll do- be
2: whining to Sarah Oh about my poor arm and
0: everything. I'll be milking it, I'm
1: sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. How about Nate? Do you, you got any uh vaccines lined I up? I
0: wish. Yeah. I wish. Apparently they're only letting old people get it. So I mean it makes sense. <laughs> ding ding ding. Uh, but- <laughs> well no, they're
1: letting they're letting people in in problem spots get get it. So yes. you know, but thankfully, I think you and I are actually in close proximity to one another, and we're not in a trouble spot. I think Kevin is though, so it's good that that uh, they're doing all they can. So you know, one step closer to normality. Um, but guys, it's been a while since we've we've done this traditional geek centric podcast, which means we got some whatcha. So let's oh, kick yeah. think. Let's kick things off with some whatcha. Now, I would love for you guys to share with me just your top three. Your top three. Favorite things that you've you've either enjoyed it could be something that you've already watched or mentioned in in past um, but just your top three Kev let's start with you
2: um, well okay I I, I got to give honorable mention just really quickly because I mean it is it is peak sports season for a Toronto fan uh, you know I've got the Leafs we got three games left till uh, playoff start and then now the Blue Jays are in full swing so I've got literally a game every night and three nights a week i have two games to watch so it's it's hard to find time to to actually watch stuff but you sound uh, like
1: nate trying to stay on top of all the shows he watches right exactly (laughs)
2: um but uh i was able to catch up on the last couple episodes of um, mighty ducks game changers speaking of sports and finally got that big episode the one that you know you saw the stills before the show came out and it was like this is why i want to watch this show
1: yeah, absolutely. And that was actually gonna be one of my watches as well, is is I'm I'm enjoying that show, man. Like I, I'm actually thinking in in comparison to something like a Falcon and Winter Soldier, because they both launch at the same time, obviously different shows. Mighty Ducks is doing a way better job at like keeping me hooked and like making me so like anked to see the next episode like i'm 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 having fun
2: I mean but I might as well just retire now. I mean the ducks came back, we got uh you know five or six returning players, and that was just amazing to see and that was fun and the little nods they did. Uh, in particular, with the limo coming on the ice right yes. back to that first movie, I was yes. like, "Oh, all the feels!" Me right too, now, yeah. I, nah. I,
1: I'm so glad that you you brought it up because that, that scene was like to me like the pivotal like here's here's your because it's it's 25 years. I'm imagining actually for since the movie was released. Yeah, they're the, playing the, the it off. Yeah,
2: yes, exactly. They're they're yeah. doing almost like a real time sort of thing. So.
1: But one thing I did learn in uh, just kind of going online and, and reading about the, the, you know, this episode of of them all coming together, uh, that there is there is plans for a season, too. So it'll be interesting to see yes. and maybe involving some more. Uh, well, veterans. I mean,
2: because I went and did some research, like, why isn't Charlie here? Why are yeah. we getting Joshua Jackson? And apparently. It's all due to COVID, and the actors that did come in had to have a free schedule and come in for two weeks, quarantine, and then do their shots. And, you know, Keenan is on SNL. Um, I can't think of the character now. just had a baby. So they just weren't able to make it work, but they're saying if there's a season two, everyone is back. And so I'm like, okay, I'm in for that.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see how they'll how they'll play it off, but yeah that that was one of my watches as well. So continue, please.
2: Yeah, now speaking of speaking of wrapping up a season two and getting me like amped for a season three, uh, we finished for all mankind, and that show. Wow ended on a bang like heartfelt oh, really? so you guys aren't keeping up with that one at all like eh? no I haven't, all. I,
1: haven't, oh. I haven't i watched first season but i have not started oh the second man season. and second season kind of
2: dipped it started off and it was like really engaging and, and and very like wow a bit of a dip in the middle but the last two episodes three episodes built to this huge climax it was so worth it there was uh you know tragedy there was excitement there was uh you know anticipation and adrenaline and then I kind of thought, wow, they could just wrap the show right now, and then a little stinger, in the last shot of season three went. Now that's where they're going. I'm in. Let's go. Let's go. You know, let's go beyond. Let's keep going through space. So very excited very for that. Cool. Um, now speaking of a space theme, my big one was um, this show was only available on Hulu until very recently, um, and so when we finally saw it on Star through Disney Plus, Solar Opposites. So uh, from the creator, uh, one of the creators of Rick and Morty, um, Justin Roiland. And um, I mean, we're only about five episodes in. I can't put it on the the same level as Rick and Morty, but we're laughing along to every episode. We're really getting into these characters and it's a little different. It's a little bit more of like a formulaic, you know, it's not as zany, I would say, in terms of the the storylines they're telling in each episode. It's a bit more traditional TV, but it's still got that. Justin Roiland's sense of humor all the way through, and the the other writer is another guy who's written about thirty episodes of uh, Rick and Morty.
0: Yeah, I heard. I heard that somebody kind of equated it to like rick and morty meets bob's burgers or or like uh you know a more traditional yes anime yes and, comedy, and it's so right? funny
2: because there's one character that reminds me of one of the the daughters or the sisters um from <laughs> bob's burger and cultures. it's not even yeah. uh the the same actress but she plays this very similar character and then uh
0: yeah
2: i watched the goldbergs as a fluff show and so the 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 main character from goldbergs is in it and then of course you've got justin roiland so the way that guy delivers lines and it's a new character which is nice he feels mm. different than rick and morty he's he's oh, establishing him, a new morty again exactly or yeah. rick again like it's <laughs> yeah he's yeah. sort of an evil scientist but a different kind so i think they've done a really good job and it's exciting and we know a season three is coming out maybe by the end of this year early next year because they just launched season two but i've got about 15 episodes left and can't wait so yeah that's
1: cool. that's my watcha. well nate uh how about yourself what you been up to? I know it's probably a All list, right. but like...
0: Okay, three. well, listen, I've got three. about 14 <laughs> no. honorable mentions that I have to get through first. Uh, no. <laughs> you know what? Like, uh, not everything on my list is, uh, is like, I'm like, please watch this. But one that I've, I kind of got into, uh, I started watching Shadow and Bone. Uh, this is a Netflix series. Um, and uh, you know what? Like, I've never read a young adult fantasy love novel before but I imagine it's pretty similar to this series like imagine if you took Game of Thrones crossed it with Avatar The Last Airbender and then you're like awesome I'm in and then you throw in a hint of Twilight and you're like I'm not as in anymore um it's it's you know and then wait you cover all of that with like bastardized Russian language and imagery it's a little confusing, but um, I don't know. I like that it doesn't hold your hand. I think that's a good thing. Very much like Game of Thrones, when you get into that series, you're like, "What are these words they're saying?" They're talking about all these fictional places, and and for that, I, I, I give it props. Uh, I think it's got some really intriguing characters. It's trying to do a lot in the first. Like I'm only six episodes of eight for the first season in, um, but I will say the the sexual tension <laughs> and like the obvious romances. And the longing stares, like just over and over and over again, it, it gets really grating as you're watching this show. Feels like a soap opera. And just by it, what very you much. Like <laughs> it's just there's so many moments where you're just like, oh, okay, so they're gonna bang, I guess. You see, like, there, there's I, that sure. YA element that yes doesn't do it for me. Like I don't, it's you know, not good. No. So I don't know. I'm I'm almost through the first uh, season, six of eight, but you know, I think the last, um, I'd say maybe the last few episodes, the five and six. I've actually become intriguing enough that I'm like, okay, I got to see it through. But I don't know. I'll let you guys know what I think after I finish the the first season if I, if I recommend it or not. But it's all right. It's all right. Um, I did also, you know, we, we're, we've got a lot of you know Star Wars stuff that came out recently we had May the 4th uh and of course I'm sure there's something that we're going to talk about at some point (laughs) on the podcast um but I did want to just quickly shout out some of the ancillary things Disney put out um The Force Awakens from its nap did you guys get a chance (laughs) to see the I watched
1: I watched it all yesterday I I yesterday was for for us at the time of recording this yesterday was May the 4th so yeah I watched all their Disney Plus stuff that they launched specifically for uh for that so yeah I I love the It was cute. it was cute. It was. It yeah. didn't really seem necessary, but it was cute. Like it sure. was just a, a fun way to do it. I love the graphics, though. Like the the poster that they yeah. have for the thumbnail of oh, Maggie yeah. as like <laughs> as young Anakin in the shadow yeah. of the pass of the bigots. Awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and like to hear to to hear actual Star Wars music and see actual Star Wars characters in a Simpsons short, like with Maggie, was so cool because like that means they can actually use disney properties they don't have to skirt around it and sort of you know play around it they they can literally just say cool here's star wars in disney um, so I thought that was cool. It's worth a chuckle. Definitely chuckle. I mean, it. didn't didn't Family Guy kind of do that Family years Guy ago, did it, but...
1: Uh, but I also think that this sort of stuff never stopped them. Like, they they always were able to kind of get access to this stuff because they're the Simpsons. I think it's not uncommon for us to have already seen Star Wars elements implemented within the Simpsons But it Simpsons wasn't official.
0: Like, it wasn't the actual sure. BB-8. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I get that, you know, in this, there's a, a lovely little character who plays Darth Maul. She's like, I think it's like the main character who's like the antagonist in every one of these Maggie the, you shorts. The unibrow baby, unibrow Unibrow baby, baby. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, but like, obviously, he, you know, he's he's uh, he's not actually Darth Maul, and like, you know, she wields her uh, her her pacifier as a lightsaber and some of that. But like, to see actual like, there's a moment where she knocks over a bookcase and there's just statues of the seven dwarves that fall down. It's like you didn't need to put that in there, but clearly you're trying to make a statement of saying. We're Disney Disney, now, yeah, yeah, and
1: like, and and you know, we've we've pretty much spoiled this three-minute short, so it's. uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But at the end, you know, the 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 traditional right in the uh, theater crowd is a Mickey, is a Mickey character sitting there. So like again, to your point, Nate, they're just they're really solidifying that there is that now all-in-one family of Disney and and Simpsons
2: because they kind of they did another Maggie short right when sort of disney plus launched and it was almost like a like a mickey mouse cartoon yep. v- feel to it and so yeah the more immersive and and sort of collaborative they get between these brands the more you know yeah. wait till they wait till they have a simpsons avengers one or whatnot you know it's going to be it's going to be fun oh, every that episode time they do it funny
1: have you not seen that episode when the oh, avengers like no. they, they have the appearance of the avengers oh yeah it's funny thanos is in it it's awesome yeah definitely check that out Go ahead, Nate.
0: Along with the Star Wars stuff, I definitely checked out um, the Star Wars biomes and yeah. f- vehicle fly-throughs. Um, it made me feel like those would make for a really great ride, kind of like soaring Around the World or Avatar Flight of Passage at Disney, but like, on my tv it unfortunately it was more like an apple tv screensaver which i thought was really
1: intriguing Uh, yeah i watched it i watched it as well i i thought the exact same thing you know this could be a ride like a soren like imagine they they took over soren and they did a star wars themed for star wars day that would be amazing you know i mean isn't that star tours though (laughs) Uh, I know what you're true. saying. I know what you're saying. I'll but, take but, any but,
2: ride that Star Wars in but addition. But with Soren
1: though, you get that like that real crazy, like you're hang gliding, right? Like it would be a different experience rather than being in a ship. But I, I agree with you, Nate. Like it, it kind of felt like a screensaver. But I just killed all the lights and I just put on some ambient. Like, sat there. I just yeah. sat there and I was like, This is kind of cool. Like you see Vader's cool. palace, and it, and it's it's cool. But what I liked about these these things, like both of these projects that they did, it, it's more the stuff around Star Wars, like the enriching parts, rather than like trying to like tell another story or do another behind the scenes. It's it's a little bit more of like that that sort of extra sauce to Star Wars that you're seeing yeah. these planets in this this sort of experience, if you will, or walking through the Millennium Falcon. Those I didn't really care for. I didn't care for the vehicle ones. The planet if ones. Those, were cool. If
0: the vehicle ones were narrated. That would have been cool. If it gave you more insight mm. as to like, okay, this room is for this or that. Like, oh kind of like yeah, a that would have
2: been really cool. Yeah, Would have
0: been dope, right? Yeah. Um, all I can say is it really made me miss Batu, and I can't wait to go back. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll probably maybe touch one it later too. Um, I also wanted to just quickly one more. Um, I know they're playing the music. to play playing me off right now, but listen. Uh, oh no, wait, Oscars was, was last, yeah, week. last week. Yeah, um, last <laughs> The Mitchells versus the Machines yes. animated movie from Sony Pictures. This was such a lovely, endearing film by the same people that made Spider-Verse. And you can you can tell throughout the entire movie the animation is an awesome blend of like 3D, 2D animation. It has big influences from like modern day like internet culture and and in memes. Um, and I love how incredibly unique the characters all are. It captures the importance of family. And I I really, as I'm like was writing this all down, I was trying to think of some faults that I would give the movie and the only thing I can think of is that it's a little too long. I if you shaved about 15 minutes off of this movie, you'd be good. But dude, I love this movie. And Sony animation is really starting to bring the heat with Spider-Verse and now this movie. I laughed out loud more than I thought I would based off the trailer. I cried multiple times, and dare That's I nothing, say though. I have a hot take. I have a hot take, Justin. Okay, go ahead. I enjoyed it more than Soul. Just saying. Oh, right, I'm gonna I don't love wanna, it then. I don't, I don't want to overhype it. Oh, I was so enjoyable. I was looking forward to this one when I saw the trailer
2: for the first time. Yeah. This one really dropped quietly. I didn't even know um, that it had dropped. I guess it was about four or five days ago, uh, a week ago from the time of this uh, going live. But, uh, I mean, I've even been on Netflix and didn't notice a thing for it. Like, that seems weird to me.
1: Yeah, I, Kevin, I I, uh, I totally agree with you. I When when Nate told me about it and told me that it was live and I saw the, the stuff on, on social... I immediately went over to Netflix and I couldn't see it directly on the main page. I had to search How for it. That? How and was it that a up. thing? Yeah, I know. And now it's showing up on the, the main page, but I don't know if that's because I searched it and I, I favorited it, so I it's, it's queued up and ready to go, so I can just click and go. Um, but that being said, Nate, I've I've heard nothing but great things about this film. Uh, please don't spoil it for me because I'm going to probably watch it after this recording. But <laughs> basically, uh, it
0: ends. How it ends, guys? Uh,
1: <laughs> no. no, but, it but honestly, cute. it looks really cute. Oh, that the all I the all, like so the characters look really great. Um, I think we we did this for a trailer time. I, I, if I'm not mistaken. I think we I did. We were, I remember that. Yeah. I don't know if we. I, I was entirely sold, but definitely now I feel like. You know, it getting praise, and obviously, I'm I'm, I'm warming up to it, so I, I'll I'll definitely be checking it out.
0: We I think when we even saw the trailer for it, it was called Connected. Like they've gone through a name change, right? Oh. Because part of the part of the movie, this isn't no a spoiler; it's in the trailer, is that you know these people are on their phones, their devices a lot, right? Yeah, that's and what the, what the that dad was the is very much check. about staying connected, but then it's also right. So, um, I, I thought that was a cool name for it. I thought that was actually a better name than than the Mitchells versus the Machines, but um, no. Honestly, 6 out of 10, 11 out of 11 out of 10. No, sorry, 6 out of 5, 11 out of 10. Watch it, please. Uh absolutely fantastic stuff. That is my watch, Justin. Did did you did we cover all the things you watch it?
1: No, I I I I have we covered one. So, game changers 100%, loving that show. I am digging like to the point I didn't even say this though, Kevin, like to the point of when I see some of the stuff and I hear the score, I get like like almost like emotional so i don't know if it's because i've been hanging out with nate too much or talking to him about stuff too much that <laughs> i just get like warm and I, like just a little teary-eyed like seeing Emilio, and... yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. dude honestly and like honestly just to see what the story is going to be because like that's the other thing i really like about the show is that we haven't really gotten this like straight up reveal of what happened to Bombay and why he's so distant. We see why he's coming back and why he's warming up to the idea of coaching, but we, we never really got that. I wonder if Charlie and the relationship there might play into that as well, into one of the reasons, which is why they save that for a season two. Um, but it is now finding its footing and we're getting into like the, the amped up, like you know, they're going to go from like not being very good. And, you know, they're gradually getting better to like now soaring, black. Like, Unintended for, you know, maybe being a better team. Who knows if they'll win though at the end? Well,
2: that's what I think. It's going to be uh, like they've made some steps and they're yeah. not going to get there. And that's why they need another season, right? Because if they win at the end of this, then the story's over. Right. And so if they're exactly. planning on keeping it going, then yeah, yeah. I can definitely yeah. see them making some steps, but not getting there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing that uh, I finished wrapped, I wrapped because it just, it, it ended on on friday of this last week um was invincible amazon's Invincible. i've stayed true yeah. watched it every friday um i i really enjoyed it i do think though the season finale was a little uh, lackluster i didn't i wasn't a big really? fan i of thought it was
2: convoluted a little bit like omni man's motives weren't uh, as well
1: justifiable i justifiable as i was expecting yeah i knew that sure. i knew that reveal was going to happen but once you know they have the altercation he flies away and then you know it just kind of had that Lord of the Rings process where it's just like, you know, this elongated ending. But Kev, you've been staying up on top of it. I thought you were done after episode one. Yeah, no, no, no.
2: Because Sarah really liked that first episode. And so we've been watching and yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Yeah, I honestly think though, like, you know, uh, out of out of five, I probably give this a solid four. Um, I think that the animation was really great. I think it stayed true. It is a fanime, if you will, and I, and in the sense that it's it's fake anime, but it, it it emulates a lot of the anime styles in terms of like you know just those prolonged moments and the fighting style. Um, but it was it was great. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nate, did you like? What did you think of the of the finale?
0: Dude, honestly, like I might go as far as four point five, maybe even five. I thought really. The, I thought it was really well done. It was it was one of my I think the last two episodes are my favorite episodes of the yeah. entire season. And I think um, just some of the stuff that they they literally just showed like I knew I know that this was in a comic book that's years old yeah. but seeing some of the imagery and the way it plays out <laughs> is just insane i'm all i'm gonna say is that subway scene was, subway
1: scene. Yeah, scene was hilarious I, I was actually <laughs> oh i was actually gosh. laughing because like yes. i think that's that's really well no i think that's really interesting out of though. like uncomfortability yeah well just like the the sheer the sheer silliness and and the the obscurity of of that that whole situation had me chuckling not not laughing in tears like out loud but just chuckling at the obscurity of it um, crazy. but yeah the, the gore level was you know they 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 did not hold anything back they they went full- uh even in certain points with the dialogue and the and the swearing and and just feeling a little bit more adult to, to me this felt very you know again anime adopting the best parts of it and kind of westernizing it you have to assume that a lot of that is influenced from from an anime inspiration
0: but just speaking about the animation in the final episode i feel like they did step up the facial animation because uh, you could like seeing nolan with some of the emotions he had in his face i i've not seen that throughout the entire series up until this episode and i think it was definitely worth it to to (laughs) add that to the episode i'm hoping going forward because they did announce that there's a season two and a season three, which is awesome. I'm hoping that they're able to say like, cool, now we can really throw that budget behind us because we know.
2: Well, yeah. And like, uh, for me, the the animation, it was, it was, uh, do I really want to watch an animated show? Um, But now I kind of see why they have to do it animated. So that's fine. Um, For me, what really I was struggling with, especially in the first episode, uh, because you brought it up, Justin was the dialogue. It was so lame in that first episode and so generic and so stock and the characters weren't saying anything funny or saying anything that evoked a personality. It was just any character could have said any of these lines and it was just to move the plot forward. And so once you got these characters developed and, and you know, sort of showing personality, I thought that really improved as the show went on. And so that's sort of where I sort of got more engaged with it.
1: Yeah. So many outstanding characters uh, to, to call out through the show. Um, but definitely, if, 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 if anyone who's listening hasn't checked it out, it's worth a check out. It is eight episodes. Uh, if you have kids, do not watch them with kids. Uh, <laughs> it's very violent. Or do. Uh, or do. And just see how they turn out. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: they got to grow up some point, Mark. You got to grow up at some point, okay?
1: Um, my last thing that I watched, and it was something I stumbled upon, and I, I, I've, you know, I've already shared it with Kevin, because Kevin is, is the guy who would be most interested in this. And it's called WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. It is an A&E show. It is basically the, the Disney show, uh, Prop Culture, but for wrestling. And the WWE oh, cool. is is trying to track down legacy items. And what I love about it is it's totally behind the scenes. It's, it's behind the curtain of wrestling, which I think now that's where I kind of like to live in the wrestling world is like more or less behind the scenes and understanding that. I think I've I've grown out of of that sort of the the storytelling piece in the ring. Interesting, yes, but the stuff that they're finding is is like either, you know, older than me. Or in and around, like I, I feel like they did. Uh, they did Kane and Undertaker as episode two, which was like a lot of the stuff that I know Kevin and I would have seen. Um, but it's such a cool concept. I thought it was such a brilliant concept for the WWE to actually do that. I'm just surprised they put it on A and E and not on their WWE network. Maybe it's to broaden the audience and maybe, or they have producers cha-ching, or something
2: like that. Cha-ching, baby, cha-ching. Yeah. Right?
1: Well, it, it worked. I am I saw I saw a trailer for it and I was like, what is this? And I just, I started watching it. So it's three episodes in um, for the first season and uh, I think the last one was Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, which was really interesting to hear some of the back history. And that's the other thing. It's a history retrospective of these wrestlers and their impact and why their stuff is so important.
0: I'm hoping for the, the season finale they show off Hulk Hogan's pink thong. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but is this like a series that like, – because I'm not as into wrestling. Do yeah. you think people that aren't into wrestling could uh, – Could get into this. A
1: hundred percent. I think I think that this this cat well, I, I, I think so because even the people that they're going to because like the the whole concept of the show is we need to find these things. We're sending this person, AJ, out to track them down, and he go. He's going to fans' houses, and they, these people are obsessed, man. Like one guy has yeah. so much stuff, he, he's he's like me with my Funko pops. He just has nowhere to display them. <laughs> he's swimming. They're in just, them. He's yeah. just. They're just. They're just. You know, all over the place. Um, yeah. And it's some. It's it's really great. Like how some things are just in wrestlers' attics. Like yeah, like I've attic.
2: I've only seen um, a two minute clip because I'm kind of waiting for it to all be yeah. out because I know I'll want to binge it. Um, yeah. But I saw a two minute clip with the Undertaker. And yeah, he's at his storage locker. So like, yeah. Uh, and he pulls out a jacket that they estimate is worth like fifty thousand dollars. You know, because it's yeah. a one of a kind piece that was worn on a special the evening. First but, one, <laughs> you know. But it could be, it could be, uh, you know, storage locker fans. It could be hoarder fans. It could be collector fans. I don't know, necessarily know if you have to specifically be a wrestler. I think if you're interested in the backstory of, of or the history of items, you could get into it. Much the same as Dark Side of the Ring isn't f- just for wrestling fans. It's these engaging, mm. real-life stories yes. that happen to take place yes. in the world yes. of wrestling.
1: Yes, 100%. And I, I totally agree with you. And I think that might be also the other reason why. Not just the wrestling background that I, I had from the past of, of really enjoying it, but I think the collector side. I, I like the idea of, of finding it. And I loved prop culture on Disney+. Plus. I thought it was an unbelievable show. I cannot wait for them to do a season two to that. Uh, but yeah, that is my Whatcha... Now, before we get into our rapid reviews and keeping on the theme of doing things differently, I got some trailers that are also news stories to discuss with you. So a little combo action. Yeah, you'll, you'll see what I mean. You'll see what I mean. It's trailer time. All right, cool. So our first news trailer actually was dropped yesterday on May the 4th. Disney has finally shared footage of its realistic, retractable lightsaber that will make its debut alongside the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel slash experience (laughs) at Walt Disney World, pushed from 2021 to 2022. So this was also a nice way to softly drop that they're delaying. Understandable. Everyone's used to delays now. Uh, Revealed by Disney Parks as part of the Star Wars Day celebration, this lightsaber, which was teased last month this will be seen by those who take the two-night adventure aboard Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. While Disney hasn't confirmed these will be available for purchase, it does promise guests will be the first to see it in action along with so much more. I put that in air quotes because that's directly pulled from there. Uh, their their press release. Uh, they also mentioned in this press release uh, the process of getting from 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 the the docking bay into the hotel, as well as highlighting their uh, their restaurant. It's a Karelia inspired restaurant, uh, and it, apparently it's it's going to have a breakfast and lunch, but then dinner is a multi course meal that is like a bar lavish sort of experience. Oh, so sounds kind of cool. It <laughs> Does sound kind of cool? Like it it, it kind of reminds me of what a cruise would be but you're not really on a cruise. You're on an imaginary exactly. star cruiser. Yeah, you're on yeah. A, you're Justin, on a
0: you're on a star cruise, yeah. not a cruise, yeah. dude. Yeah, and know, it's going I through know. space. It's actually going through space. <laughs> and because if you look at the windows, you look at the windows, it's actually going to see, you're going to see planets and stuff and other ships. It's amazing, yeah. Justin. I'm so <laughs> well, excited. Well, I just, I so, saw a
2: casting call that they did. Yeah. And the the characters they're looking for in terms of they need a captain and a cruise director and they need first order officers who will obviously be interacting. And yeah, it sounds like it's going to be this just unbelievable immersive experience.
1: Yes, and that's that's another thing that the press release really tried to, to, to hit home, was that this is an immersive experience. And this lightsaber obviously being a part of that, I myself am just concerned that we're looking and we're loving this this lightsaber and we may not be able to purchase it. It might be something that they can only use and, and we'll be able to use in, in certain moments, but we're not gonna be able to actually own one ourselves. So I'm wondering, what's the Yet. deal with that? So do you think? Yet, yeah. Justin. Justin, listen to me. It's a real lightsaber, okay? It's not a real, a real, real lightsaber. I mean, it's you're a not real
0: be cutting saber. things with it. Yeah, you exactly. have to be very careful. That's why they're that's why they're teaching people on the Star Cruiser how to use it. Sure, okay. You have to be 18 or older. I'm sure. Yeah. But anyway, listen. The the coolest thing about this, first of all, it looks awesome. Yeah. Um, just going back to the the Star Cruiser really quick. I I, I I'm so excited for it, Kevin. You need to get your mom getting us those pa- those tickets. Right now, please. Um, but but honestly, the thing that I'm most excited about, Kevin, you mentioned the actors and the different characters that are going to be on board. And we heard about this when it came to Batu. And I get it. Obviously, going into this, maybe even in 2022, pandemic is going to affect it. But even pre-pandemic, when we were on Batu, I didn't feel the same level of Westworldness that I had imagined I would get. I mean, they really um, did.
2: Cheap out on a lot of things. They little, they they, 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 they redacted out. a lot of ideas, sort of in the later yeah. stages, due to cost but and I, and actual uh, you know
0: ability to do some of the things that they, that might have been a bit grandiose. But I think that they the cool thing is is that they they you know with this sort of environment, I think they have the ability with less people. Yes, they can control to, it. To control it exactly, and it's still going to be mass produced Disney. You know, Disneyfied. But it's it's controllable. Um, they're going to be able to to give give a, a more, I think, authentic experience, even more than the park itself, uh, which is so, so well. They cool. better for the cost,
2: that, you know, right? for the for what, what you're. Is it, what are they saying? It it's is probably going to be about thirty five hundred dollars a person for two nights. Let's so go. you I'm know, okay that's that's more than an actual cruise. Let me tell you.
0: <laughs> but uh, but getting back to the lightsaber. Um, the only the only issue I have with that lightsaber other than it looking super awesome and we won't be able to own it uh the only issue I have with it is the hilt does look ginormous. Yeah, it looks and, like and the blade almost looked a little short. Yeah, people were, yeah.
1: were breaking that thing down. They said the hilt's way too big and it's already kind of poking out which is why she has like kind of like it sort of hidden she hides it at yeah, first so, yeah so so and which is why i think right now it's a prototype it's a prototype that we'll be able to see and experience in this galactic star cruiser experience, but it's not perfected yet for, for sales, which again, if that's the case, I wish they would just say that.
2: Yeah. But I also, and I also think this thing probably would cost $600 and I don't think you could go and bash it against another one based on what they've used to sort of, it's almost like if you picture two intertwining tape measures coming, twirling out you know, and so you know, some idiot's going to buy a six hundred dollars lightsaber and bash it on something and break it and go, "I want my money back." And it's going to be yeah, exactly. new. No, we can't
0: be doing that. That's you know? true. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: a, that's a very good. Yeah, point. they won't give
0: me my money back. Yeah, they no. won't.
1: And and the other thing too is that that, <laughs> that patent, as you described of of the measuring tape, that had been discussed and, and been online for for quite some time. So we knew that this was coming. It was just a matter of how and when. And like a lot of the reason why I was like kind of iffy about buying lightsabers when we went to Batu was because like how close are we to this? coming out and and being available because it would suck like within a year obviously the year that we had was we already sucked but given the fact that if they came out with them i'd be like oh i would want one
2: <laughs> yeah for sure but that would never stop nate he'll still get 10
0: but yeah, um... i mean I'm, I'm already thinking about like how do i replace the 10 that i already have with those new but like, ones i you 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 would just like to
2: tell everybody who's naysaying <laughs> this thing they have made yeah. a lightsaber that retracts and lights up from a hilt it's yeah. pretty freaking cool. It's yeah, what everybody cool. since 1977 has dreamed of. Wanted. So yeah. while it might yeah. not be perfect, yeah. they are getting there, and I think I wish I wish there was more appreciation coming from you know that online community but it is star wars you can't please star wars fans no matter what oh, you God. do so I,
1: I love star wars for me now i like you know what i mean like at the at the end of the day like i get to fan nerd with you guys about star wars but fans online like i don't necessarily like you take no, it into the opinion them. right it's like, a toxic all break it's it a toxic yeah. wasteland it's weird how it's it's created that toxic fandom that's a whole other conversation nate go ahead
0: my only question does it retract the lightsaber, I mean. Does it retract? I would imagine it would just use the same technology,
2: the <laughs> yeah, same principles imagine. to go back. Or it's just one, you do it once and it's just out. <laughs> you got to yeah, you push it back in. You
1: got to like push it back in. Okay, might. do it again. Zoom, zoom, I don't no, know. it's a circular
2: zoom. motor. I'm sure it just retracts it and, and winds itself
0: back up. Yeah, yeah you, the, the, I think more people should be retracting these days. Yeah, exactly. There you go.
1: <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to our next news trailer oh, thing. Yes. Okay, this one. Now, if we weren't excited enough to get back into the theaters, here comes Marvel to pump us up even more, even bring fans to tears. This past week, Marvel dropped a featurette entitled Marvel Studios Celebrates the Movies, where they showcased the various Phase 4 projects that will be hitting theaters, plus, plus, they revealed official titles for the sequels of Black Panther and Captain Marvel, which will be called Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and the Marvels. But the highlight for me was that they revealed the first glimpses of footage from what I think is now going to be the most highly anticipated Marvel film of this year uh, from best director Chloe Zhao, Eternals. I mean, did they really reveal anything though? It just looked like a bunch of... Like, handsome
2: and pretty adults having a beach party. That's really all right. we saw. Like, <laughs> I really know, didn't I, show it's, much.
1: It's just a taste. And, like, it looks like something that is very nomad land in the sense of how the aesthetics is shot. We'll, we'll get into that. But just to give you guys a quick list for our listeners who might not have catched that, and if you didn't, you should definitely go over to marvel's youtube page check that out it's like right on their favorite main it page. save it download save it, it, it yeah. watch do, it do whatever times. you want um but we got black widow <laughs> july 9th 2021 shang chi and the legend of the ten rings which we also got a trailer for a couple weeks ago we haven't talked about that but we got it here so we can talk about it uh september 3rd 2021 uh eternals november 5th 2021 spider-man no way home december 17th 2021
0: which like that's getting pushed
1: I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. They're, they're doing pretty well with post-production. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022. Thor, Love and Thunder, May 6th, 2022. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, July 8th, 2022. The Marvels, November 11th, 2022. Then we got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, February 17th, 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. Fantastic Four. To be announced. So they didn't even did give us a Thor, date.
0: Did you say Thor Love and Thunder? He, yes, it was
1: there. May 6th. But like, oh 2022. My gosh, I lost
2: count. How <laughs> many is that between now and December 2022? So, Never even mind 2023 and the, the two or three that they've also Eight.
1: Eight in the next wow. year and a
2: half. Like that yeah. is insane. Oh. <laughs> so and
1: like what what gets funny here too is like it's like March twenty fifth is Doctor Strange, and literally like less than a month, you have Thor Love and Thunder. Right. And then yeah. less than a month from like that, you got it's Black about a Panther, month and a half, Wakanda, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's like five roughly. or six weeks. Like they're yeah, going to be competing some, some against themselves. Spills. Yeah. But this is crazy. Like this is like and that's not speaking. even
2: the TV shows that are coming out in. No. In June and December. And, you know, <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Nate.
0: <laughs> OK, I just so, you know, we've talked about a lot of movies and shows so far on this podcast episode and we're going to discuss even more. But I have to say this was the best thing I watched all year. This three-minute clip was the best thing I watched all year. It, what an incredible tribute of for Stanley! It honors Stanley. Mm-hmm. It talks about the importance of being together. Yep. so perfectly timed right yep. now. Yes, it touches upon family way better than the Fast and Furious films ever could, and it looks forward all in about three minutes. And I was just so blown away. I think you know, in our previous watch clubs, I talked about how. You know, I I felt as though maybe the the Disney Plus series I I was more excited for those than the movies. This just brought me right back. I'm sorry, I am so so pumped. And and the no date for Fantastic Four. I'm gonna forgive them because yeah. putting the four at the end of the of the trailer is saying this is not only Fantastic Four, this
1: but is this phase is Phase four. four. It was four. Oh, Perfect. They don't so need a well, date on fine. that one yet. No, yeah, I'm, fi- I'm uh, fine with that. Yeah. yeah,
2: um, but like for me, it was I I I didn't know it was coming out. I didn't know it had dropped. I was just doing like a, a Facebook scroll where I couldn't listen to volume. Right. And so it pops up and I'm like, what is this? What, what is this? What is this? (laughs) And so I had to, you know, immediately find a situation where I could, you know, sit down, crank that onto a full screen and, and watch it. And it was, yeah. Like, you know, like I, I I instantly said, boys, like if, if I wasn't just dying to get back into the theaters, I am just amped now. Like, you know, yeah. we're talking vaccines at the top of the show here. It really does feel like we might be getting to the end of all of this waiting.
1: You did a new story, I think a, a couple podcasts back where you talked about like Kevin Feige saying that, they're not abandoning theaters for this Disney Plus right. platform yeah. and this just solidified how Marvel is so connected like Nate you're absolutely right like they 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 hit they hit it home with with the quotes from Stan Lee you know really grounding this idea of what a theater experience is and then they cement that even more by re- taking us back to experience that moment of oh, Avengers. That awful. was so good yeah. Goosey oh, that to, me, that to me was, sure. <laughs> was where I started to tear and just be yeah. remembered and I literally went back and watched that movie just for oh. that scene again Um, so like I I feel like this whole trailer experience solidifies why Marvel so ingrained in the theater experience and why it's so important and that they would never leave that experience because there is something special about a group of people whether they're they know each other or they don't sharing in that first watch experience based on fandom and that's that's the highlight and I think that's what this this trailer really kind of hits home is what they're what they're really doing with their movies
2: yeah. And I mean, my only concern is because we're a little bit behind the states and mm. they are going forward with Black Widow now. I don't know about that one for us. I'm not I, sure. I agree. I like, don't
1: think like, that But one so are be, they? Yeah. do
2: you think they'll do a, a Canada specific Disney Plus release for that one? because they, they might
1: evaluate the situation based on on circumstances of, of international like they've they've been doing that thus far right so they might say like yeah you know what in the United States we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do it in theaters um, but you know what internationally because not everyone's up to where they need to be we'll we'll offer it internationally as like a $25 rental price as what we've been paying for these Disney things
0: I know we could probably literally have an entire podcast episode on this trailer and all the details that were revealed um, I just want to quickly just just shout out one that, you know, seeing the Marvel's uh, logo treatment, I, I thought for a second... Okay, cool, Captain America, or sorry, Captain Marvel uh, sequel. All right, cool. I, I'm, I guess, I'm excited. But seeing the Spectrum logo yeah. in the A with for Monica Rambo, yeah. and then the S, S with, yeah. with Miss Marvel. Yeah, I, I was
1: like, let's. Why were you, go. How could you I'm not so be stoked. jacked about that? I was that was, so the the least, I saw that
2: was the least exciting one for me because yeah. we already knew that was going to be happening. It was a great sure. logo design. It was sort so of, cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I like think that. like Wakanda Forever, the mm-hmm. the meaning of that name, and it's it might as well be called. Chadwick forever or T'Challa, <laughs> T'challa forever, right? Forever, like it's, yeah. it, it does feel yeah. like that. And so, you know, whatever they do have in store, I don't know when we'll know. Um, it's obvious that there's going to be a whole lot of tribute being paid as they move that story forward so that one's really exciting
1: so attached to this uh you know just to go off of what you're saying there um wakanda forever will not obviously recast chadwick boseman but instead will continue to explore and this is an official uh press release on this um continue to explore the world of wakanda and all the rich varied characters introduced in the first film so it does sound like they're doing a bit of a pivot right there you know obviously with T'Challa and or sorry with with Chadwick Boseman passing you know uh, shifting that to obviously focusing not just on Black Panther but also Wakanda forever and and that mentality and I think that's why a lot of you know the announcement of Ryan Coogler doing his his series of shows right. with his production company um with Disney Plus for for Wakanda style uh shows i think that's just going to hit more at home this idea of continuing the world building around Wakanda because i think as much as T'Challa is is important and an integral obviously Wakanda is obviously that's a
2: huge part. that's where i was going to yeah. jump in like think about how integral Wakanda has been in so many of these stories as we've gone along and, and even in yeah. individual character stories with with Steve and Bucky and then you know their the role they play in infinity war and and I think yeah it's 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 Wakanda as a whole that's going to be a major force through phase four and going forward so
1: so uh, one last thing on this, and that is, of course, The Eternals. I need to talk about this really quick because oh, yeah. we talked with Mike on our Oscars podcast. You know, there's there's been a lot of discussion around it. And yeah, he was right. I found a news article. Uh, you know, Chloe Zhao was really fighting to, to shoot everything in a in practical location. So less CGI, more on-location shooting. Uh, he allowed that. There's very little visual effects. He showed a reel uh, to Disney. Disney was blown away, and he had to... Continuously remind them that there was no visual effects added. Wow. And it was all in camera. Wow. Um, this was a production built on 25. 25- people on set not a monstrous set like we would might see on something like you know 150 or more you know what i mean like on yeah. these big big like avenger style productions um and it's shot in a very traditional way um that is reminiscent of nomadland uh it's aesthetic it's, yeah it's his pastel yeah. colors it's it's he says that the, the distinguishing factor is is that this is chloe Zhao's aesthetic style telling a marvel story which Sick. is so go. interesting go ahead kevin
2: now i i just i i Obviously, we're going to have to get some space elements, some CGI elements, because they have to explain the sort of backstory of these ancient characters to us, right? I um, I think, obviously, it shows, or like those sort of reports coming out show that the focus, though, is going to be on these characters now, rather than, you know, set thousands and thousands of years in the past. And I, that, yes. that's more interesting for me anyways. Yes. If you yeah. do like a Lord of the Rings style 15 minute Explanation of where these characters came from, how they came to be, and why they're so important. And then it's, and now we see where they are now in in the story. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be great.
1: I think yeah, I think that's probably the safest way in this sort of Marvel Cinematic Universe to tell that. To, to your point, but I do think this is like going to be like a bit of a a history movie, if you will. The, the way they're they're selling it is is that it it kind of establishes a lot of of why the world's the world is the way it is based on the Eternals' involvement with Earth.
0: There's a moment where the characters are like all standing in front of this sort of giant. Um blue building uh i guess right it's very very ancient ruin yeah it's an ancient building but like they're standing on in front of it when it was like new yeah right like that's i'm pretty sure that's in a museum right now um (laughs) but they're they're standing in front of it at so obviously there's going to be time travel there's another moment i think in the trailer where we see them uh kind of a lot of them on the screen at (laughs) once and if you look in the background there's like these like all these women in these like old garb that look like they're like it, to us, it would look like they're in a cult, but they're probably just like old world people. You know what I they mean? Look Amish. So
1: they look like, um, they were Amish. yeah,
0: they yeah. look they look Amish, but you notice that all the Eternals are wearing more modern day clothes. Yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. definitely going to get some time travel in this yeah, movie. Some sort, um, of, some sort of exploration of time. I agree. I am so stoked for yeah. this cast too, yeah. and like they all just look so so dope. I'm just so I can't wait. I, I, can't.
1: I agree, though, Kevin. It wasn't enough, though. But it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't enough to li- literally solidify a story, but. As of right now, because of everything, and we kind of talked about it as well in, in our Oscar one, because of this momentum that Nomadland was getting and, and and the release and everything being shifted because of COVID, they just shifted. They knew they were going to be shifting release dates, so Chloe Zhao really focused on on Nomadland and getting it to the finish line for Best Picture, and she's now in the final stretches of, of post-production, and th- there's there's talks that it could be, Kevin Feige believes that it, it, it's another contender for for best picture, which I... Wow. like. I, we, I don't know we'll about see. that. We'll Kevin see. Feige. I think I Kevin Feige so. just has a lot of hope for Marvel to be in an Academy Award for best picture, other than Black Panther. M- more times oh, than that, right? Cool.
2: Um, well, imagine imagine they do it, right? Scorsese just... Scorsese gets up and leaves the Oscars, right? He's like, I quit I quit Hollywood forever now. You know. <laughs> that's yeah, but I, I
1: think it, I fine. could I think it could be someone like Chloe Zhao to really show that there could, you know, for Martin Scorsese to see that there there's there's, right. there's all of a sudden, storytelling.
2: Scorsese's like, get me in phase five. Now I'm a believer.
0: Could <laughs> <laughs> you imagine
1: that? a Scorsese version of like Doctor Doom? That would be crazy. Oh, oh wow. my god. Let's watch um it. all right, guys. Well that's it for our trailer news mashup. Uh, with that being said, I think it's time that we get to some movie reviews let's, let's do, do it. it all right topic of the show here we go All right, so over the past several weeks here on the podcast, we've had a lot of things going on. We've had our ongoing Watch Club series for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Both Nate and Kevin hosted special episodes focusing on their geek-centric passions with some great guests. And of course, we had the Oscars, which means we've missed a few movies and discussing them together. So today we are doing just that. Considering the fact two of the three movies that we're discussing today were featured on our Look Forward in 2021 episode, I think we should get it all out and discuss these movies in great details. However, this will be far different from our other reviews as we will only be focusing on our overall thoughts as a base of conversation versus our standard review structure of multiple question and responses there may be some spoilers in our discussion so please be warned but at the end of each review we will offer you our rating score out of five for that film so guys you want to start discussing these movies or what sure i guess (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah nate doesn't seem too enthused well i want to talk about one of them (laughs) yeah for sure so okay let's we're gonna go in order of release so the first movie that we missed was godzilla versus kong Released March 31st, uh, both in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously. This movie was directed by Adam Wingard, starring, uh, and I apologize in advance if I butcher any names here, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Millie, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, (laughs) Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Aliza Gonzalez, uh, Julian Dennison, Kyle Chandler, and... Demian Beshear. So just to give you guys a quick synopsis, the epic next chapter in the cinematic monster-verse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another. The fearsome Godzilla and the mighty Kong with humanity caught in the balance. So guys, I'm going to start with Kevin. I want to start with Kev. Kev, I want you to give me your thoughts on this movie. Oh,
2: okay. I have gone on the record and said that I really, really enjoyed the first Godzilla with Aaron Taylor, Johnson, Brian Cranston. I really, really liked Kong Skull Island. I even didn't mind Godzilla King of Monsters. But this steaming pile of junk was so (laughs) stupid. It didn't. It's a yes, I and I've had so many arguments with people. Yes, I know it's a monster movie, it's supposed to be stupid. Yeah, but it doesn't have to completely lack logic. You're already making me jump leaps and bounds to go, there's a big lizard and a big monkey fighting. Uh, the way that they just incorporated so many, and I know it's a, a lot of it's from the comics, but there's just so many stupid moments in this in terms of the wild technology and the um the 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 whole hollow Earth thing was so poorly handled with these throne rooms made by monkeys and hammers, and oh. it was just so dumb and, and I cannot believe it has a seventy five percent on rotten tomatoes yeah Rotten and- tomatoes is officially broken it just there was no logic in pitting Kong and Godzilla against each other, and if they had set that up to then and in a climax where they they had to work together to fight this mechazord, it would have been great. But they, they were just fighting for no reason and then had to team up. It, the story, I could write a better one in five minutes, meet me in an elevator, I'll give you an elevator pitch, and I'll beat the hell out of this movie. That's all I have to say about it.
1: Awesome. Uh, Nate, what are your thoughts?
0: You know, I, just like Kevin, I loved where Godzilla started with Garrett Edwards and uh, David Callaham, who wrote that movie, um, I think they just did such a good job treating Godzilla as more of an event that was happening in the in the within the world um, and I, I said it before and I'll say it again it really makes me sad what they've taken and done to the franchise like don't get me wrong I love big monsters fighting just as much as the next geek but this movie was dumb and too complicated at the same time. if it was one or the other, it would have been a better movie but unfortunately it was both and that's just what we get it went from cloverfield to the fast and the furious but with with an even more co- convoluted plot like <laughs> like that like and that might be really good for some people like don't get me wrong there's lots of people that love that kind of movie they love the popcorn movie but give me the popcorn movie give me the dumb movie of of characters fighting everything that was going on with millie bobby brown on the side story was useless Uh, the setup for all the characters on that entire journey was so confusing and and didn't make any sense. And it was unbelievable. Like, the monsters fighting each other, that was the most believable part of this movie. And that's monsters fighting each other. Like, you can't give me a movie where I can't align with the humans and tell me that it's a story about humans that are also with the... it, It just, honestly, the only redeeming quality were the fight scenes. And, and, and so, you know, for this one, I would say catch the highlight reel after the fight. Don't worry about anything else. Kong of Sk- Sk- Kong Skull Island was way better. Uh the first Godzilla was way better, and the other one King of Monsters is alright, whatever. But don't watch this movie. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not good. It's not good. High five. High five over the airwaves. <laughs> Boom! <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, I you know, I, I don't necessarily disagree with it not being a good movie, but I, I do believe I was thoroughly entertained, and I think that that has to do with the way I set myself up for wanting to just see Godzilla. And Kong go at it, uh, you know. Yeah. maybe. there might have been some. There might have been no, some there, other there factors sure, involved yeah. in your enjoyment. But, but like, Justin. Here, like I'll, I'll give you like a little bit of uh, what I've written down, just as as thoughts here. So uh, I feel like the movie gives you exactly what you wanted from a title that's called Godzilla versus Kong. Um, sure. Therefore, it doesn't overstate itself, and, and it de- you know, the movie doesn't waste any time getting into things. There's no grand aspirations other than to simply entertain by showing Godzilla fighting King Kong. That's what it's called. That's why you're watching it. They delivered. The battles were epic. The human characters at times I found were actually fairly boring, to your point, Nate, the whole side story with uh, Millie Bobby Brown.
2: But like, oh, that's the worst cliche you can do in things now um, is have children infiltrating a top secret base. (laughs) Stranger Things. Stranger Things did it best.
1: Yeah, I, I in all honesty, the human characters are boring. Um, but I, I personally could care less about these human characters in a movie called Godzilla versus Kong. The only thing that caught me off guard was the little the relationship of of the little girl with Kong. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the 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 first Kong movie lacked that. Um, and and something that I actually enjoyed from Peter Jackson's version of King Kong, where he had yeah. that real strong uh, relationship uh, between uh, between Naomi Watson.
2: That's the King Kong sort of staple going all the way back to the of '30s. Course. And so yes. I did that was the best human element of this movie. Good call there.
1: Yeah. And and so, you know, rather than having Kong just be a monster, like he was in, in Kong skull Island, uh, he was very integral in this narrative. So I, I enjoyed that. They kind of, you know to get them to the hollow world and stuff like that even though the hollow world was a really weird sort of thing like you know made me ask questions like in in Godzilla uh, King of Monsters when he goes under the world to like rejuvenate from like the core of the planet like well where's that if the hollow world's also there I don't know it's a lot of questions that I had asked but in in general though this movie felt like a movie from the early 90s or mid 2000 movies that were big and fun for the sake of it and and, you know the stuff that we kind of indulged in and we, we we talk about quite frequently on this this podcast we grew up yeah they had bare minimum basics of the character development but they knew why you were there they were very aware of themselves very Cobra Kai if if that makes sense Uh, they had no desire to be overly grand with human dramas Uh, the movie was fun and it was a visual spectacle and I gotta say, seeing Godzilla Smirk made me laugh really hard. Like that was that was absolutely hilarious to see him be like, Yeah, bitch. I was laughing <laughs> I
0: was laughing more at it though than I think with it, Justin in that I moment. Laughed and, I laughed at it too. I
1: laughed at it. And
0: and I don't know. I don't think this movie knew what it wanted to do I don't I think, think it, it was confident I don't think it no I don't think it did you you talked about the fact that you said it doesn't waste time getting to the fight you're right it doesn't waste time the fight the very first fight happens very soon within the movie but it definitely wastes a lot of time
1: well because they're, it's all filler 100%
0: then just give me the fight yeah. just give me the fight give me Godzilla and Kong that's the thing. And just, it's you, a story you about you can't Cam. do that
2: for an hour and 45 minutes and so you need that you shorter. need that bridge yeah. that gets but you from one shorter. fight to the next you need it to be better Not good. Not even good. It has to be better.
1: Yeah, it it doesn't overstate itself, though. That's the one thing I did appreciate, is it didn't try to drag this out to try to get over two hours. It stayed under two hours, and and I think deservingly so. It, It did that. I
0: think it dragged a lot out, dude i don't know Uh, i disagree with some of those points but it's your review justin it's your review it's totally
2: so i don't know i get to give my my score on this
1: steaming pile yeah (laughs) yeah kevin let's let's get your score on this this uh this movie you
2: know because i get it a a silly movie like this could be a movie that you just laugh at and you have fun laughing at how silly it is and, and dumb and that is a fun experience at a movie as a bad movie that's so bad it's good there was no laughing when i watched this movie We literally sat in silence for almost two hours, and then it wasn't, ha, 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 that was dumb. We looked at each other and went, that was stupid. And, like, that's never a good feeling, I don't think, for any movie. No movie strives to be, like, just bad, and that's what it was for us. Especially because of how much I liked uh, a couple of the other ones. I'm going to give this a 2.1 out of 5. That
1: seems
0: high. That seems high, but I'll (laughs) I'll stick with it.
1: Okay, go ahead, Nate. What's your score?
0: Dude, again, this... It just this movie could have been this series could have been better than it was. Again, Kong Skull Island, fantastic! Like I thought, it was really really good. I was delightfully surprised. I watched it just before watching this movie because I believe they continue from each other. Um, and and the first Godzilla I thought was was really good as well. This movie, yeah, two steaming pile of of King Kong dumps out of five. Okay. Wow That's what I'm giving this movie Wow Not good dude Not good That's a good, that's Get, a good just rating Just started it over Get a good rating Restart Dumps. it Restart it again Get <laughs> Scorsese <laughs> Get Scorsese in there <laughs> Do a Kung Kong Godzilla Kung Kong movie
1: Look I, I was I was entertained I, Again I feel like I, I, I knew what I was Getting myself into When I watched this movie Um, I, I, I agree with you though Nate I enjoyed Because I, I had watched The other movies Leading up to this uh, A couple months before And I enjoyed That they connected The threads Like I, I enjoyed How they connected That the mecha Godzilla was connected to the mind of yes really eh
2: and the guy was sitting in an electrical chair in the big skull but but i just enjoyed (laughs) that
1: they tried to connect a thread and why godzilla was reacting because he could sense the awakening of that of that monster but it was like through a cybernetic way um i -hmm. enjoyed that they tried to bring over the the idea of of the hollow world into for that they were trying to establish in king skull island right back into this movie i wasn't impressed with it and that was definitely a lot of that filler that we're talking about, Nate. Where it's just like, it's just uh, too much. It's just too much. It, it's it too much.
0: A, I can see do how, half the things that you did in this movie. Yeah, for sure, it'd be
1: better. Because yeah. what does that really prove other than that there's there's just another world within a world in this in this universe of of monsterverse? So, um, but so because of that and the entertainment, I'm going to give this a two point seven out of five. All right. Nice. Okay. okay. Oh, nice. That seems All fair. Right. That seems, that seems, it's a fair score. But that's it for the Godzilla versus Kong. Guys, we got two more movies to talk about. The next in the release date lineup, we got Nobody, uh, released March 26, 2021, directed by, okay, again, I apologize for butchering this, but Isla Neischler. That is a very hard name to say. Who's known for Hardcore Henry, if anyone's seen that. That's a GoPro POV experience action movie. Pretty crazy. Uh, I'm going to also throw in a written credit here, written by Derek uh, Colstan, who also wrote all three John Wick's just a matter of fact um, this movie that's stars, not shocking yeah exactly this movie stars uh, Bob Odenkirk of course uh, Connie Nielsen Alexi Sorbakova, Riza Michael Ironside Colin Salmon and and Christopher Lloyd synopsis for this one a bystander who intervenes to help a young woman being harassed by a group of men becomes the target of a vengeful drug lord pretty basic. So guys, this isn't like cinematic genius that we we witness. This is very template. But I enjoyed this. I, I I don't know. Like like Nate, let's start with you. Yeah, dude, simple. That's
0: it simple we just talked about such a convoluted mess of a movie with Godzilla versus Kong this movie was simple mm. and it was a delightful little surprise it's 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 funny this movie is about someone you wouldn't expect to be badass starring someone you wouldn't expect to be badass and this movie is so unexpectedly badass yeah. um i just like how did we get bob odenkirk saul goodman into this role it was b movie john wick and i don't mind that at all um, I thought it it paralleled that movie, but it also it, it's you know he's not as polished, right? He yeah. fumbles. You see yeah. Hutch get stabbed. Yeah. He's way more human than, John than what John Wick yeah. has turned out to be in the second and third yes, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the action scenes are incredible. And, and there's such a um, an unexpected team up in the movie. Like if we're getting into spoilers, like getting Riza and 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 uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd the the moment with the shotgun <laughs> I was just laughing my Face off. I thought it was so fantastic. The editing was really, really well good. Done. The movie cuts well together done. really, yeah. really well. Yeah. It's fast paced. Mm-hmm. It goes moment to moment. There's no bulk. There's no bulk in the movie. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's an the hour Russian and 30 minutes. Guys, it's an hour and right? 30 minutes. And, and the, Russian, the Russian bad guys, the villain was charismatic. And, and yet they didn't have to go too deep with them. Mm. They were as deep as Russian bad guys had to be. And so True. unlike the, the, the movie that I think you know, we're going to be discussing and then the, the previous movie that we just discussed, this movie actually I think was very confident in what it wanted to be and I love it when movies and shows do that. So it was awesome, you know, to to watch this movie feel like you want to watch it again right over. It's it, it just by you know, by the end of the movie you you understand why these characters are so afraid of Hutch and I just I hope they keep making more of these movies because I want I'll watch I'll watch more of them. I just hope I hope they don't go John Wick. Oh, I hope because I, I feel like not. John Wick has started to get more convoluted as it's gone. Yeah. And it started off just like this movie. So I'm hoping they, they can find a way to keep this movie, keep the simplicity and just do simple stories. I oh
2: please, please. Well, you keep saying John Wick, and that's because this movie is literally what would have happened if John Wick's dog never died. He would have, he would have <laughs> yep. literally started a family, and in fifteen years would have been fifteen years older, fifteen years out of the game. He would have been clumsier. He would have been less experienced. This mm, was yeah. literally what happens if John Wick just retired. This and Old this man. is, yeah. and like before, I do nitpick a little bit. This is a great movie. I really enjoyed it. It's probably the best of the three movies um, mm. we're going to review. Even though it's probably 100%. not my favorite of the three, but um, no, I am. I, I, it's like the second best John Wick movie, maybe. Um, honestly. Sure. Um, yeah. And it probably of the four, because I, I really did just find too many parallels not to compare them, of these four John Wick type movies, it probably has the best final battle. Uh, I think that was oh, just wow. so much fun, just so over the top. Like, this was what we were talking about in the last movie laughing because it's just so fun and so silly and so over the top. Like when he's using like rebar rod cannons to shoot through three guys at once oh and <laughs> <laughs> running oh, with
1: the- C4 with a
0: shield. And- <laughs> when Riza does the sniper shot through the headshot through three people. Oh, that room. was and awesome. Then yeah. that and was then awesome. there's that callback that they have yeah. where he's describing it to Christopher Lloyd's character and just like, that actually happened? Yeah. Like,
2: yeah. Oh. I, you know what really hurt me with this movie was there wasn't any motivation for him to have started it all. These people did nothing to him. They weren't even really doing anything to that girl. Like he, and he was mad at them and wanted to fight them before they even got on that bus and did start harassing that girl.
1: I I agree with you. I think, though, that is that is the more human side of this whole realization. He got himself into that because he couldn't he was so bored with his actual life that he found himself bringing himself back into that world. And I think that that is actually I'll take
2: that as a justification. I like that. the the more human because
1: in 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 John Wick, obviously, it's the it's the death of his dog that really solidifies him to just, you know, cause he was all, he's in retirement as well. It's early retirement. That was the for last him. thing
0: he, his wife gave him. Exactly. So right? like there
1: was yeah. a lot of like that human connection to the dog. And, and here I think it's more or less like feeling lost. Like there's a personal sort of, of that, you know, feeling lost, not just, not just in your personality and who you are, but, um, in your family life, like he doesn't really feel like he's seen. We see that shift in his character once, once that action scene does go down, and how more confident he's in the house, and he's saying his truths and stuff like that. Like it's just, it becomes this sort of awakening period for him. So cool. I like that, but it just—he's kind of the bad guy. He is, yeah. He <laughs> went and, like basically <laughs> tried to kill those
2: guys who didn't do anything to him on the bus there, and it just. And the, but they were bad guys. They either. were bad guys. I know, but they all they did was crash they the car ass, into a they, pylon. They, and he's like, I'm going to kill these guys with a bunch of, <laughs> of seatbelts and poles, man.
0: <laughs> you have to imagine, though, as well, Kevin, like he's a family man, yep. right? He sees these people being extremely irresponsible on the road, drunk driving and crashing their their expensive car that they don't care about the car. They don't care about and the lives they take as they're in the car. He has a daughter. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that building up
2: yeah. along yeah. with what Justin no, said. You guys are making yeah. excellent points. It was just that was The one drawback I had for it.
1: Yeah. I I thought it was interesting too when he, you know, he ends up, you know, again, spoiler alert, uh, but uh, as he finds the people that robbed him. And he goes into their house and he sees that, that they're going through their own struggles. Like he has a moment of yeah. empathy and realizes like crap, like, you know, and he didn't want to do any, he, he was probably there to take care of them. But then when he realized the situation and he walked outside and he starts punching that, he, he's letting that frustration. So that bottled and that fed itself to that bus scene. And it was a great scene. It was a great action scene. The camera angles were really great. I thought the, the action and the way the camera moved around again, coming from the director who did Hardcore Henry, it just was very inventive. It was very very fast paced and edited so well with quick cuts and and, and so on
0: well, with the straw yeah the thing with the straw justin yeah. like unbelievable <laughs> the gore in this movie oh. i think the gore in this movie is better than the the next one we're gonna talk about i'm <laughs> well, just saying uh, yeah, yeah. i'm just saying um holy
1: but uh you know i think much of what has been already said you know uh you know this movie is very confident and knows what it needs to be it's fun uh in my opinion it's it's better than obviously, I guess John Wick one is is, is a lot of fun, but I feel like this is better than John Wick one only because of Really? With the casting of Bob Odenkirk this just is a very unlikely role for this this actor and for him to take it on and to see him in this it, That's that was kind of the huge draw for me at least to watch it and it was a lot of like fun and you know it, it spends very little time building any sort of world but obviously focusing on this character of Hutch and him being a nobody and, and just what that means and um, you know I, I like that they didn't waste they didn't try to do anything else with that and it leaves the door open for, again, as Nate was saying, them to do more. You know, there's a lot there that still can be explored, which I appreciate. And I guess that's the same sort of jumping off point that John Wick had. But where John Wick has gone, though, now, I, I just hope this movie never goes there. Like, there's people like, oh my God, is like John Wick going to connect with, with- with Hutch and it's like no, I really yeah, really no, hope they, no no need
2: for that no need for yeah, that at all. because this feels
1: grounded this feels very grounded right now and if if they I hope they don't take it to some sort of echelon of, of raising it because they feel like they need to draw more crowd appeal and more money you got a great actor mm-hmm. you can tell some really grounded real stories I think there's there's potential there
2: if they do sort of you know take it a little less seriously going forward it's going to be more Kingsman than it is sure. that that john wick that is very like serious and everything like that right like i and i still don't see him falling you know eight stories onto the concrete and and just walking away from it and stuff like that he is still a real dude at the end of the day so yeah yeah, as long as they keep it in that sort of sense of reality
1: yeah i agree i agree so guys uh what's your score let's let's start with Nate. nate i'd love to know what your score is for nobody
0: This movie was simple, confident, and again, it was a surprise—a delightful surprise that I don't think anybody was expecting. I don't think we had this on our our looking forward to list, right? No. Um, So yeah, dude, I I was so happy with this movie. Four point five out of five. I hope they make more. Nice, nice. Yeah, um,
2: uh, I really enjoyed Better Call Nobody um it was a really <laughs> it was a fun casting um um and it it did really work and then again that last scene for me that's yeah. one of the most enjoyable and fun 15 minutes of action i have seen in a long time and oh, so yeah they really did nail it so i'm gonna give uh this 4.1 out of 5 really really good stuff
1: nice Awesome. Yeah. Uh, almost similar sentiments to you guys as well as with Kong, you know, it was entertaining. It knew what it wanted to be. Uh, it was confident in just owning, you know, what it needed to do. Uh, and, 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 you know, the casting was, was unbelievable. I think that that again was a huge draw for me. I, I love anything, uh, with better call Saul. Um, but, um, you know, with that being said, the, the action was really intense. Um, very well thought out, cinematically. You know the way it was shot was was very was a lot of fun, um, and for that reason, I'm going to give this a 4.3 out of five uh, on the the rating scale. Nice. Here. So yeah, definitely the cool. best
2: of the three we saw. I think yeah, yeah in a different but, kind of class. Almost. For sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and Nate, mm-hmm. you're right. The the this movie was not on our looking forward in 2021, but the next movie was, and we were all sort of excited, except for Nate, um, and that yeah. is. Mortal Kombat, uh, released April 23rd, uh, on HBO Max, as well as in theaters simultaneously, uh, directed by Simon McCoy. Oh God, we got a long list of people and I'm going to butcher all their names. No, not all of them. Uh, Louis Tan, Jessica McNamee, uh, Josh Lawson, Tadanubu Asano. Did I say it right? I hope so. Uh, Brooks, Luddy Lin, Chin Han, Cho Taslim, And Hiroyuki Sanada. I'm so sorry. Um, And obviously, uh, synopsis here, MMA fighter Cole Young seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. This is Mortal Kombat. All right, guys, let's discuss. I am very interested to know, because I don't think... I think in all of these cases, we've kind of shared some stuff through group chats of what we liked about these movies, hence having a more in-depth conversation. But Kevin, I don't actually really know what you have thought of Mortal Kombat, so let's start with you. Yeah, I
2: was not disappointed. Just straight up, I was not disappointed. This is exactly what I what I wanted out of the movie. I mean, I love how Nate, um, you know, was was all oh, I don't like how they're jamming all these characters in, and I would love to see this story-building sort of narrative where they build off and have sequels and everything like that, and that's literally all this movie did. It was drop you into this world and go, we're just going to sort of lay things out. There is not going to be the tournament you all expect. It's not Mm. called the Mortal Kombat tournament. It's just called Mortal Kombat, and they literally do fight to the death um and uh if it's if it was just josh lawson alone that wins this movie for me as kano then boom it's like performance of the year for me in terms of just i enjoyed every second he was on the screen i thought he was so much fun i'd never really seen the guy before i even went and watched uh, house of lies because of him and right. i think this guy is an unbelievable talent uh, i don't know how i've never seen him before but yeah he stole the show for me so like right off the bat it's hard for me to be upset because I had so much fun with him.
0: You saw Josh Lawson in Superstore. Yes, he's, and he was uh, he and, plays he's neat, and he's amazing he's as the, the sketchy as well, uh, pharmacist. Yeah. yeah, he's like <laughs> yeah. this guy
2: kills it in every role. He's different in every role. Yeah. This is a comedic yeah. talent to come, and I think if anything comes from this movie, it's going to be this guy is going to be more well known than he was going into it, and that's a win for me because he's yeah. uber talented.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like he was. He definitely was a highlight. He was funny. He was that. But I'm wondering if that. Def- worked against it like in terms of what this movie and the seriousness I don't the know I just meant to go remember for.
2: when they the original this this cult classic features terrible actors acting terribly and acting way too seriously for a movie about a video game about Mortal Kombat where A guy with four arms fights a girl with a big mouth, fights an ancient wizard sorcerer. I mean, it's stupid. And they went and and had stupid fun with it, in my opinion. I had stupid fun with it. And that's all I wanted.
0: Kevin, it sounded like when you were just describing it there, it sounded like you were describing this movie. Like, (laughs) I just feel like, honestly, the acting was terrible in this movie. This movie, here's the thing, okay? It was confident. It was confident. It was a dumb movie. It was confident in its dumbness. I like it had so much potential to be more. And I the problem is I find it tough to watch movies with terrible acting, but I can usually forgive it if the main character is at least good. No,
2: the main character was by far with the worst actor terrible. of the last decade maybe. He is bland.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. bland the most bland performance I've ever seen in my life. There were many times in the movie where it just decides to go against its own rules for plot convenience, and again, that's cool. It's a dumb movie; it it can, it can do that, I guess. But you know, like instead of having them all fight, like I I like that they had them fight one on one throughout the movie. But what a stupid idea! Like that's such a dumb idea when you consider how you could just get everyone together, gang up on each character, and that might have been. You know, a, a much easier task to take down the the people that are cheating at this tournament that doesn't even get to happen in the movie. Yeah, and, and I, I just want there. to quickly just shout out the because we talked about the B plot from Godzilla versus Kong. The family subplot was awful in this yeah. movie, and it took away so much time from what we wanted to see. Right, the fight scenes were cool. It was cool. Um, Josh Lawson as Kano. I want a whole movie with him. I want an entire movie with him. Or give me a just a Scorpion and Sub-Zero movie. That's dope too. Uh, or give me a movie that is literally just about, um, you know, uh, Sonya Blade, right? And she's trying to maybe like save her father and she has to enter the Mortal Kombat tournament to do it. But the movie that leads up to it is her fighting each character to get like, maybe she has to beat all of them to get that special tattoo, right? Just the way that they sort of just, just went about making this movie as if it was just sort of an afterthought. It just felt like a money grab. And that's exactly what I thought it was going to be when I had my initial trepidation about this movie. Like just imagine like okay, just really quick. One last time that I'm going to sh- I'm going to spew this MCU thing. But when people f- first heard of superhero movies, they thought, "Wow, people in tights punching each other. That's going to be a dumb movie." And then we get the MCU. If 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 we put these properties, if we put video game movies in the right hands, they can be something really special. But have they ever
2: been before? Just was no. That's what I've said. They they haven't. So so why are you so disappointed? They've never
0: been good. This was still better than most. Yeah. So if we just keep watching, then they don't. They have no reason to do
1: better. No. I. I, I, No. I, I get what you're saying, though, Nate. Do better and and i think that do better and and to that sentiment i, I feel like i was actually fairly disappointed with this movie uh, it, it, wholeheartedly like i i i went into it thinking you know i feel like it was trying too hard to build a world and universe and it, to your point of how you were describing Godzilla versus Kong became confusing and convoluted the movie started super strong with a look at the history of scorpion and sub-zero and I wish that had been a larger part of the narrative like more integral of seeing their feud not even sure half but Instead, it feels like this was just a way to hook an audience. To your point, Nate, you know, they by far had the best on-screen presence, like their story lived outside of the idea of the Mortal Kombat tournament, which I thought was a really interesting idea. Like maybe I thought this movie could have a bit of more of an origin story to how Mortal Kombat came to be by focusing on those two characters. That's what I was hoping for. Uh, And that could have been a good way to introduce the audience into Mortal Kombat. That being said. This movie is based on a video game and with some of the most brutal gore, uh, which is a huge selling point. Again, was kind of lackluster in in that cult classic from 1995.
0: There's one scene I just really wanted to shout out, and I'm not going to spoil it, but the moment with the hat in the ground. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah,
1: metal sombrero. hat in the ground
0: moment. That was (laughs) amazing. Yeah, that's a a pure fatality. That's what you came to see. 100%.
2: And I don't think they, they could just load this movie with a hundred of those, right? They have to make no. them, you know, they could have had more. They could have had some more better moments, but...
1: Absolutely, and that's, that's apparent that, that the gore and the fatalities were the strength, to your point, Kevin. And while I enjoyed those parts, the fights didn't feel as combative... As they could have been they felt more safe you know I was expecting more of like raid style fighting where like the hits actually mattered before you get the fatality it felt like the fighting was like very PG 13 but then as soon as they got to the fatality it was like rated R right so everything felt very just not really paced properly and matched so it to to your point the fatalities were the selling point for them Um, I feel like this movie suffers because of its desire to want to set up the world and it kind of stumbles yes. in the process. Uh, opening up sh- with a strong scene, which serves as, as sort of an origin story, uh, I wish the film had, had focused on that. I wish that they didn't necessarily give such a, an easy justification to how they adopted their powers and learned. It was like inherently in them once they were marked with this, this, this tournament tattoo. And it felt too easy and as, as much more of a plot convenience, uh, to your point, Nate. But highlights for me are super simple. The opening scene, Kano and the final fight between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Those were the highlights sure. of the movie for me. That's it.
0: Can I just bring up, though, like, Kevin, you talk about all the time how you hate prequels because you say that a lot of the times when you see the characters that are obviously going to be in the next movie, you, you're like, well, then we already know the outcome of the movie. What's the point of watching this prequel? At the very end of this movie, and again, this obviously we're in spoiler territory here, the very end of this movie... Raiden, who by the way says I'm not I'm not allowed to interfere with things, but I'm going to interfere with things because plot. The, the 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 biggest problem is he's he's like he's like listen, when everyone dies, that's just another realm that they go to. So everyone who died in this movie, they'll be back. So what was the point of watching these events happen? It really didn't do anything the whole movie.
2: Sub-Zero and Scorpion aren't really attached to the tournament, so to go against all of that and have them sort of be the focus leading into a tournament would have gone against the source material to a way that you would have probably complained about had they veered so far off of something you're more familiar with. And and Shang Tsung is always breaking the rules while raiden is standing there going i can't do anything until he finally has, finally to, he do has to do something it's just yeah. the common mortal kombat trope so yeah. they were hitting all those notes for me i personally you know and so while i agree it could have been done better i wasn't expecting it to be better and so it did what i wanted it did it the way that a mortal kombat video game and story has done in the past yeah. and so i think they hit it they did it well in that regard for me, even though it was sloppy and clunky and had some bad acting and some cheesy moments.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, it, it's, it's on par of being this generation's 1995 version. During, no, I don't like, think it, it'll get that cult following. Better.
0: I, I don't think I, it'll I get think that cult follow-up. Yeah,
1: it's it's pretty low on the ratings too, right? Yeah. Like, like people are
0: going to forget about it. Yeah. Even though even though they're going to make 18 more, people are going to forget about it.
2: I just wanted to really chime in on like, complaining about stuff. I liked how they got their power because, you know what, in some of them it's just like all of a sudden you have a guy who can – shoot fire and a guy who you know can punch like he has metallic arms and stuff like that no like we need to give it a reason for it and so i didn't mind the mis- the mythical element with the tattoos and stuff sort of being the source of their power i thought it was a cheesy but simple way to explain how these people can fight these outer world demons with all these mystical powers i just thought yeah, that worked for me
1: i thought kano's eye Was actually a metallic in the video games. It was actually like engineered so that it would shoot a laser, right? And Jax's arm were engineered so that they would be huge and that would give him muscle strength. That was actually true to the lore of of that. I mean, all the characters have been
2: retconned. For sure, all the characters have been retconned ten times over the last twenty years. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and I I wish though. I like I. I just wish that that was the selling point for me. Like that whole opening scene was was awesome, and you know. there just wasn't enough of that, and like the 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 opening and the closing that fight sequence at the end was pretty dope, and that's where, if anything, you saw more of that raid style martial arts because you have the actor um uh Joe Taslim, who was in raid, uh who is a martial artist, uh really kind of given it his all
2: right well, i think whereas the raid is a lot of you know people who don't act but are excellent martial artists this they needed even if they weren't good they still needed actors and from what i've read they couldn't keep up with them they could not do the kind of choreography that he's accustomed to that his fans might have been accustomed to going into this they had to dumb things down just so that these actors could learn the moves and keep up with them which i think is just such a testament to his unreal abilities
1: so kev uh what is your final score for mortal Kombat,
2: like like don't get me wrong here i am not about to blow this thing out of the water and say this is like (laughs) my favorite movie of the year again i i uh, i i I think nobody was better of the three movies that we've looked at uh today um but this is certainly this was at least dumb fun i we i laughed along um i enjoyed myself and i want to see another personally and i Mm. think that's all i could ask for from something like this um so i'm gonna
0: give this a 3.4
2: out of 5
1: nice Nice. Okay, Nate.
0: All right. Well, that lowered my score. Then um, I am gonna go. <laughs> Here's the deal. Like I was, I was ready to give it a a one actually originally. Um, and well, no, I was gonna go for a two, then a one. But since we've been talking about Kano and and Sub Zero and Scorpion, it brought it up to a one point five out of five for me. Um, but honestly, I, instead of saying, get over here, I'm going to say, get out of here.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: And <Then> don't
2: <laughs> okay. come with me to Mortal Kombat 2 on opening night, okay? okay I don't with need it. your okay negativity.
1: Well, Kev, <laughs> honestly, though, like, I, I, this is this sort of thing of how I, I how I tend to be with, with movies, even if I don't like them. You know, they've, they've hooked me a little bit with the, the introduction of these characters. And I'm definitely interested to see what, what a part two, because sometimes a part two can, can really you know, push a movie, uh, because, you know, it finds its footing and it knows what it wants to be. Um, that being said, I'm not going to blow the score out of the water as well. I think I'm going to give this film a 3.2 out of five. Um, in that, like, there were some highlights that I just, I wanted to see more of, of, and, and, and it is a hundred percent the Scorpion and Sub-Zero plot. Um, looked really good, looked really good, but, uh, yeah shortcomings, if you will. So, uh, well, guys, three movie reviews. That's a first, right? Wow. In one episode? Come on. That's, that's, that's pretty good. We we spent a lot of time here talking about some of the films that have been launched recently through various streaming services and, and available for rent, because, of course, if you can't get to a movie theater, it's all available online in some capacity. And we would love to know what you thought, if you've seen these movies, and if you think that they're better than we thought. Or if you thought they were worse and we were far too uh, forgiving, if you will, on some of these movies. And you can do that by reaching us at our email at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That is it, guys. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Is the minimum rating you can give us there. So go ahead and say, get over here. Um, that was my Jersey accent version of that. Uh, please rate, review, and let us know what you think. We are geek centric, and you can be too, which means you can check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcentric YT, and follow us on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. Also, I'd like to let everyone know we will be starting yet another Watch Club. Yeah. <laughs> for Disney Plus's latest Star Wars animated series, The Bad Batch. So be sure to check that out. It will be dropping shortly after this episode. Um, and join us as we break down each episode week by week. And for our gaming fans, of course, you can join Nate on Twitch. Nate, what do you got going on the channel these days? I mean,
0: consistently every Sunday night, uh, we're going to be doing 9.30 streams. Uh, Snap Sundays, guys. Pokemon Snap is out. And I got to tell you, it's awesome. It's fun, it man. So, it's so fun. I forgot fun. to you bring that up in Watcha. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got it the day
2: of, man. Of course. That was one of my favorite N64 games. I was on cool. that. Uh, yeah,
0: It's so good. It's so good to see... Uh, another developer take a crack at Pokemon. Um, and, uh, and it was just so cool. And um, I, I, I've really been enjoying it. I've been enjoying having, you know, people that are viewing if you if you check it out, twitch.tv slash games, uh, You could submit your own snaps into our Discord. And so we've been reviewing snaps on the screen. We've been showing it off. Um, I've been opening up a lot of Pokemon packs. I've got so many Pokemon cards. I'm spending way too much money on McDonald's, buying all the <laughs> McDonald's Pokemon cards. Um, and I'm hoping to collect them all. Of course, uh, but guys check that out snap sundays every sunday night nine twitch.tv slash nate plays games gotta catch them all
1: awesome awesome so that's it for us kev nate thanks for joining me for this rapid fire review until next week as we say love ya stay home safe guys peace